0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message.
1: I just want to take a minute or two for Holly and Naomi lead us tonight and just try and focus us around um, our Seek First theme because it's really really important thing um, and if you can jump um, Sam if you can jump onto my laptop there that'd be great um, we are going to read a scripture to you from Romans 12 I have it on the screen verses 1 and 2 and basically um, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Rome and he um, He's writing, he says, therefore I urge. That word urge is an interesting little word. That's 52 times, in around 52 times mentioned in the Bible. So that's one for every week. There you go. And um, it means to press hard or to drive forward or to force into position. It's a very powerful word. And so Paul is using this word and he says, I'm urging you, um, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's a very powerful statement, isn't it? Um, Paul, again, writing to the church at Philippi in chapter 2, verse 5, would say, have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Basically, what he's saying is, I want you to think like Jesus thinks. That's pretty awesome. So not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind means that we need to pick up the mind of Jesus in some shape or form and think in a renewed pattern. I've taught the church here on the transfiguration. I believe that's what the transfiguration was all about. It was teaching us what a renewed mind should look like. Completely different. One minute was this, the next moment was this. And that's what happens when we're transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. That that transformation brings us from something to something, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You say, well, Phil, what is the mind of Jesus? How do I know what the mind of Jesus is? Well, that's a really good question, and it's a really smart question, and the Bible has lots of verses to tell us what God thinks about you, and probably one of the most well-known verses is in Jeremiah 29:11, and it tells us what God is thinking it says I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord here they are thoughts of peace not of evil to give you a future and a hope the word peace is mentioned in there which is the word shalom where we get that incredible word shalom and everything you could want in the economy of God is made up in um, that word shalom Now if you've been around Emmanuel Lurgan long enough, you'll have seen my little diagram on strongholds. And um, I drew this first of all on a flip chart and then Warwick was absolutely disgusted with my drawing on the flip chart and he put it onto a keynote for me. Um, And basically it's a stronghold. And I woke in the middle of the night, which happens me regularly on a Saturday night and uh, I had a bit of a dream of walls tumbling down and it sort of freaked me out a little bit and I woke. And I asked the Lord, "Was that did I just eat too much cheese going to bed or were you trying to say something to me? And I felt the Lord say, I want you today to talk about pulling down strongholds. So I spoke, I was speaking at a church up in Stewartstown this morning and I spoke on taking down strongholds and seen quite a few taken down. And basically what a stronghold is, is a house made of thoughts. And so you can see the, the the ground line where the black line is at the bottom. I'll go over here. I know I'm going to wear to the cameras, but um, the black line here is below the surface. So our thought patterns below the surface, below the foundation of our lives, what we think is really, really important. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so if our thought patterns are really that important, what happens then is we we, we start to value what we think, even if it's wrong. So we begin to think, well, I'm not good enough. And everybody else gets a better chance than me. And I've always such bad luck. Always seems that I'm the one hard done by. Oh, there it goes. It happened to me again. And what we do is we start to build a value system on a wrong thought pattern. And the enemy is the enemy's a snake in that he will... I often say he will feed you a notion of truth to give you a spoonful of poison. And he will lead you. To, he's, not, he's, not so, he's not so much leading you to f- worship false gods. In a way, that's what idolatry is. So he does do that. But he just feeds you false nar- narratives about the true God. Did God really say that? Why is it that God hasn't come through for you? You marked that in your diary. You wrote that in your journal months ago. And you believe God would deliver, but he hasn't delivered. Do you think God's maybe bluffing you? Or Maybe he's just not listening at all. That's what the enemy does. And what we do is we start to build a value system in that. And then out of that value system, then our lifestyle begins to fall. And we just act out our value. And the enemy, what he does, he just, he loves to stick a roof in that. And that's what a bondage is. And you can see the red line down the side. He moves into the value system and he just keeps feeding that over and over again. And here's the thing, folks. What we don't repair, we repeat. What we don't repair, we repeat. And so if we don't repair it, if, we don't, if we're not fixing our thought pattern, if we're not renewing our minds, then we just go into repeat mode and we keep doing the same old thing, same old thing. And many times you've woke up in the morning and thinking, I'm never going to do that again, God. I'm so sorry. And And... And by dinner time, you're thinking about it again. That's that's how the enemy works. And so here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal, and we're going to do worship down <laughs> um, Here's here's the deal. You you can actually build. You can actually reverse that by building. Now see, see the difference. There's two different. See the devil moves in down one. Watch this. We can actually build good strongholds. We can build good strongholds. And that's what I would love us to do tonight. This is what I think we should be doing tonight. I think we should be looking at building good strongholds where we actually start to think differently about ourselves. We begin to see what God says about us is true. We begin to actually look at ourselves through God's eyes. If you think you're not worth anything and if you think you're worthless and you're not good enough and all of that, God chose you. I was talking to my friend Paul earlier on. We were talking about this. He chose you, Ephesians 1, 4 says, before the foundation of the earth. He chose you. He chose you. He picked you out. Set his mark upon you. That's what God does. And so we, when we begin to rethink and we begin to look at ourselves through God's eyes, then you can see how our value systems change. And we begin to revaluate who we are. And then our lifestyle changes. Spirit, he loves that. And he puts a roof in that and moves in and and allows us to live in that narrative that God is good, God is holy, God is in uh, our lives. And here's the thing, folks. Our hearts are designed to worship. All of us are made in the image of God. That's, That's why the Romans 12 gifts are the basic life gifts. They're gifts that are born in you. Even people who aren't saved and regenerated are born in the image of God. Incredible, isn't it? And so our hearts are designed to worship. No matter where you were born, no matter what you think, whether Protestant or Catholic, Muslim or Hindu, every person was created in the image of God to with a heart to worship. It doesn't even matter if you're an atheist. You were born with a heart to worship. That's the way you were designed. And here's the thing. If you don't worship the real thing, you'll worship anything. If you don't worship Yahweh, you'll worship your way. And that's where things begin to go askew. And and we'll worship relationships. We'll worship money. We'll worship our family. We'll worship our kids. We'll worship our husbands or wives. Whatever we can find to feed this thing, whatever we can find to feed our souls, we'll worship it. Our hearts will bow at the altar of all kinds of things because it's designed to worship. And you see, it needs the proper altar. It needs a proper altar to bow to. And that's what we want to do tonight. We want to get to a place where we can um, worship God for who he is. I, I've told this story before, but I, I bought a, a, a Citroen BX19 with 200,000 miles on it. It was going cheap. I had one careful owner, not too sure about the other three or four, but um, it was one of those cars that um, I ended up, I used to to carry two keys, and if I stopped at the garage somewhere, I had to get out and leave it running and lock it with the other key, because it just wouldn't start, it wouldn't start, and so I bought these jump leads, and I would carry jump leads everywhere, and what jump leads do is jump leads just hook you up to a stronger source maybe you're in here tonight and your battery's a little bit flat. Maybe for you, the when you turn the key of your life at the minute, it just click, 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 click. And you can stick those jump leads onto a relationship. You can stick it onto money. You can stick it onto something else and not suffice. It won't do any good. Those jump leads need to go to the proper source. And that's why we're here tonight. We want to put those jump leads. That's why people get hooked in all kinds of things and try to numb their life out with 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 alcohol or with a burger, and and neither of those things is going to hit what's going on. They're not going to numb what's going on in your life because you just don't get close to it. And if you lock yourself into these wrong desires, you become enslaved. And Jesus came to set us free. And so tonight is about freedom. All right. When he when he said when 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 the enemy said Eve, has God said he was introducing Eve as something that hadn't even been invented at that time? Scarcity scarcity God's selling you short Eve and she didn't even know what scarcity was and so like God is shortchanging you and that's the narrative in the world today and so I want us and I'm going to let us worship now, I want us to do three things tonight I want us to reach for what's faithful instead of what's familiar it's so easy when crisis hits your life reach for what's familiar so we reach for the bottle or we reach for the pill or we reach for whatever brings us that moment of high and so tonight I want you to think about as you worship what's faithful what what are the two or three things in my life that are the besetting things the little things that just trip me up all the time all of us probably have two or three maybe four but what if what if tonight we were to invite God into those things and say, God, would you would you come into my life and help me look at those through Your lens? Because that that will give you a different story. And instead of reaching for what's faithful, we actually, um, or instead of reaching for what's familiar, we we tonight reach for what's faithful. Instead of reaching for what's deformed, we reach for what's transformed, the mind of God. Instead of reaching for, um. Comfort tonight. Let's reach for destiny. Let's believe in God for destiny to be set in our souls tonight. Would that be good? Would that be pretty cool? I think so. Four of you think it's pretty cool. Okay. And then I'll come back up and we're going to talk a little bit about the promise that Jesus made tonight. Because it's really, really important. But we're going to worship. Let's bow our heads. Let's still our hearts. And let's think about tonight how we could demolish that old stronghold. That old repeat narrative, what I say, I said again, what we don't repair, we just repeat. And uh, what about changing that old narrative tonight to, to something good? Saying, I am worth it. I am good. I am loved by an almighty God. My name is written in heaven. God knows my name. When I speak, heaven stands still. And I bow my knees to prayer, heaven says, Oh, there she is. There he is. He's getting into the presence. She's getting into the presence. What about that for an hour of tonight? Our value system would change if we started to think like that. Our lifestyle would change. And I can tell you the Holy Spirit would be all over that like a rash. So, Father, I pray tonight that you will. To find destiny in this place tonight, that we will know who you are, that we will, or whatever those two or three things that are mulling around in people's minds, God, I, I just invite you by the Holy Spirit right now, right into that, right into that, that that situation, right into that thought pattern, right into that addiction, whatever it is, God, I just invite you into it right now, into my own life, into the things that are deformed in my own life, the things that are not really my character, but just keep coming up again and again and again. God, would you come? Would you help us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed tonight, to reach for destiny instead of comfort tonight, to reach for what's faithful instead of what's familiar, and to reach for what's transformed instead of what's His name. Can we all say, "Amen"? Let's stand together. Let's worship God. Thanks, God.
2: I was buried beneath my shame. Do I... Turned to heaven and spoke your name into for Again. Behold him there, there is in my perfect spotless righteous. Each and every name in this room is written on your hands, Father. Thank you.
1: Uh, why Jesus said if we don't worship him even the rocks would cry out Um, this isn't about um, a worship team or a pastor or a church or a name this is about Jesus this is about the king of kings and the lord of lords this is about exalting him and just having space tonight to do that we're going to continue to worship. If you want to take your seats just for two minutes, just to give you a rest. All right? Rest your weary legs. And then we're going to get back into worship again because I'd love us to pray tonight. The Bible says in Luke 11 that one day when Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he had finished praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to do what you just done. That was awesome. That was something special. That was out of the park. Would you teach us to do, connect with Father God the way you just connected? And um, Jesus said this, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus told them a story and he said, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Another friend of mine is on a journey. He's come to me and I've no food to offer him. Suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are all in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you that even though he will not get up and give you bread because of his friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity your shameless knocking your continual asking because of your shameless audacity he will surely get up and give you as much as you need so I say to you ask it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened Some things we get when we ask. Some things we've got to seek for. And some things we've got to step out of the park and knock and knock and knock and wait on the answer. He says, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. And then he makes this incredible statement. He says, which of you fathers... If your son asked for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Or if he asked for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Somebody said to me recently, Phil is Emmanuel, one of those Holy Spirit churches... That you're right, it is. It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about the Father, and it's all about the Son. Sometimes when I fall on my knees, I cry, Father, Father, help me. I need you. Sometimes when I'm talking to someone about salvation, I said, "Let me let me introduce you to my Jesus. And then there are moments like this tonight that we draw on the other person of the Godhead. It's not all just about one person. It's about Father, it's about Son, it's about the Holy Spirit. And um, Jesus made a promise. And here's the promise. If you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, the door will be opened for you. And I think that's what we should do tonight. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's saying, how much more how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? It's a promise that Jesus made. Rivers of living water flowing within them, meaning a mighty flow. Jesus didn't just promise a trickle or a stream. He promised a gushing river like the river in Ezekiel 47 that produces life everywhere it goes. I love the story of the Amazon River. I tell it all the time, but Its origin is above the freeze line in the Andes Mountains in South America, some 17,000 feet above sea level. This little trickle just starts. And um, waters emerge from the frozen ground, and they flow down the mountain, and one stream joins another stream, and they flow into another little stream until a majestic river is formed that gives life to over 2,000 different species of fish. As the river flows, it picks up speed and power, and it flows for 4,060 miles before it reaches the Atlantic Ocean. Now, get this: when it hits the mouth of the Atlantic, at its mouth where it hits the Atlantic Ocean, the mouth of the Amazon River is 150 miles wide. Starts with a little trickle up in the in the Andes. The mouth of it 150 miles wide. I don't know how to gauge this stuff, but where it hits the sea, they say the rate of water is equivalent to 60 million gallons of water per second. That's enough fresh water to run London and New York for 12 years. <laughs> um, it hits the sea with such force, because it is fresh water, and of course it's hits salt water. And it hits the sea with such force That it pushes fresh water a hundred miles out into the ocean. Jesus didn't promise a trickle or a stream. He promised a river that would gush out of our being. And my prayer is that you will experience the awesome, life-giving power of the Holy Spirit in your life. How do you sustain it? Just don't try to control it. Just don't try to control it. Everyone who asks, receives. And the three things that will hold you back tonight are doubt, fear, and inadequacy. You doubt, well, is this all true? Or you fear, what's going to happen to me? I get a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. What's going to happen to me tonight? Or I'm not good enough. Those are the three things that will hold you back tonight. Doubt, fear, and inadequacy. And... uh, I would love for you to be in that place today just to say, how much more? How much more will my Father give the Holy Spirit to me? So I'm going to do, I'm just going to do that. We're going to pray. Would you bow your heads with me? And you might want to pray something like this. You might want to say, Father, I thank you that you say, ask, and you will receive thank you, Father, that it's your idea to give us the Holy Spirit. It's not our idea, it's your idea to those who have put their trust in you. I ask you right now for your Holy Spirit to fill me, to come and show me more of Jesus, because that's what he does, and lead me into all truth as Jesus said he would. That's a very simple little prayer tonight that could define your destiny. So what we're going to do we're going to worship again and um, I would love just to leave room at the front and if you feel tonight is your night that you would step out step out of the boat maybe tonight's about breaking a stronghold in your life or maybe tonight is just that things have dried up a little bit just that there's a dryness and there's lack of power and um, and God's timing and our timing hasn't synchronized. God hasn't come. What do you do when? What, what do you do when God doesn't come to your attention? What do you do with a disobedient God? What do you do with a God that doesn't do what you tell him to do when you tell him to do it? Here's I'll tell you what you do. You replace him. That's what we do as humans. We just re- we just replace him well, that didn't work, so I'll go to this. Well, that didn't work, so I'll try this. And tonight, he doesn't want you to replace him. He wants you to ask him. Ask him. And so, I just sense there's more tonight. God stirred me in the early hours of the morning. It was like half four. And I couldn't get back to sleep. And I had a dream of walls tumbling down. While I was lying awake, I had this, I I like this because old men dream dreams and young men have visions. So I think I had a vision. I think that's what it was. I don't know what else it was. But I saw, I saw in my mind, I saw strongholds come tumbling down. And I saw angelic beings in the the mid-heavens praying for you. And it was clear as a bell. And I felt the Lord say, tonight I'm gonna topple strongholds tonight. And I'm gonna fill people afresh. And this could just be another little cool sick first night that we would finish in the next 10 or 15 minutes, and you'll go home and have your tea and toast. Or tonight could be a night of refining destiny, resetting your, your compass, resetting your, your true north. Cause let's face it, there's been a little bit of shadowing, there's been a little bit of going off course, and so tonight is about setting the true north. The mic is here, Rick, Dave, any of our elders, um, but I'd love us to do that, all right? And um, we're going to pray, all right? So stand with me, would you? And I'd love us to sit up along this, we want to next 15 minutes or so and we'll finish it off but if you feel tonight is your night and you'd like to see more of the Spirit active in your life then the front's open, we would love you to come, Drew and Mary's here as well we would love that just if you would be available to pray with people Um, those of you who weren't here this morning you need to listen to Drew and Mary's talk this morning very very powerful testimony of what's going on in Lebanon and how they've served the Lord there for 13 years so to have them with us again tonight. So let's start moving, okay? Let's do it. God, I pray right now, would you come create bravery in our soul tonight to step out of the boat, say no more just getting by, no more just enough. Tonight's about more than enough. Tonight is about much fruit is about rivers of living water, not little streams and trickles that seem to just get us by morning by morning, but a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. So come, Holy Spirit, we pray right now. In Jesus' name, let's start moving.
2: you.
3: While we're worshiping tonight, just from uh, Kim in, the word abundance has just been going through um, my thoughts. And I just want to say that there's an abundance tonight in the house. I just sense that. And when Philip talked about the Amazon and the abundance of water, I just want to encourage that word. You know, Jesus came to give us abundant life and there's an abundance of love tonight there's an abundance of grace there's an abundance of mercy I just, I just sense that tonight and I just want to encourage you to make good of that you know Jesus Jesus didn't die just to give us eternal life well that's wonderful have that hope of going to live with him for eternity our eternal life can be lived here on this earth he was whipped one translation of Isaiah 53 says he was beaten so that we could be whole imagine that are you walking in wholeness in your life with Jesus he was beaten so that you and I could be whole he was whipped so that we could be healed of anything that has happened in our lives the victory of Calvary can be yours and mine tonight so that we can walk in the abundance of what Jesus did
0: It's just a, a really, really simple, um, a, a sense tonight, almost uh, a word of knowledge. Um, it's, it's nothing really profound, but even as we worship tonight, I just really kept hearing really, really clearly the birds in the number 23, really clearly. I, I don't know what it means. I think tonight, I think that it's perhaps there's someone in the room tonight, and even as Phil has been talking about tonight being a night of freedom, that there's something within you that. Your heart's starting to beat. There's a part of you that wants to hold back. And and yet tonight, I want you to know that you're seen by heaven. And I, I specifically think that actually number 23 might refer to your house number. Phil Saying it could be your age. Just many people could come forward for that, perhaps. But I feel specifically tonight for you to know that you've been seen almost where Phil talked about the disciples getting out of the boat, almost seen like the old... Uh, paddle boats, where they would have called the numbers. Number 23, come in, your, your time's up. I feel that tonight is the call of heaven. Number 23, you've been seen by heaven. And tonight, if that applies to you, specifically even the house one, I, I would really love to pray for you. Tonight is night of breakthrough. The words of Jesus, come on to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. This is the promise tonight for you. So if that's you, respond to it tonight, and let's pray for you.
2: Oh this out once more together and um, before we start a new month and um, that we are gonna lay everything down before Jesus.
0: And I can
4: 23, it's your your call, it's your call, Um, I feel there's a real weight on on that of of the return home for some people, Um, even that you came here with the intention of the thought of, I need to give myself back to God, and you got yourself even to this place, but even... (laughs) In here, you're, you're there's still a battling going on within you. There's still a battling going on within you, and um, I, I, I just want to call that. I want to say, um, don't leave um, without doing business with God. Don't leave without doing business with God. Um, feels a bit old school, the end of a meeting, all right, here, who wants to give their life to Jesus, but. I feel like some of you have came and there, there's a sense of there's even been a preparation in your heart that there's, there needs to be a return towards God and it may even be a sense that on the external there was no difference it, it, but you know in the inside there was something there was something out of line and a return um, to him um, can we just wait in that moment I'm okay with being wrong, but I don't want to not do it and have been right. <laughs> so can we wait in that moment of the weariness of the, the heart of the Father saying, come back home, come back home, come back home. The abundance of grace and mercy that no matter what you have done, his grace is enough for you. His grace is enough for you. Jesus. Holy Spirit, it is you that draws us to Jesus. It is you that draws us to Jesus. So in this moment, the cry of our heart is draw every single one of us closer towards Jesus. Draw every single one of us closer towards Jesus. But in this moment, we hone in on those people that feel they need to turn around because they've actually been walking the wrong direction. And we pray a grace over their life. We pray grace over their life. We pray courage. I pray even in this moment, God, that you will be dealing with them so gently, but yet so powerfully. To we simply say, to the Father, come to Jesus, come and be filled with the Holy Spirit.
2: The Father's are open. He's calling me back home to the place where I am, loved. to the place where. He's calling me back home, to the place where I
4: So we just humble ourselves afresh and our complete um, dependency upon you, upon your goodness. Thank you. We say thank you. going to be finishing here, but can I really urge you, okay, I'm okay to go out on a limb in this, if, if you're here and you're going, I think that's me that needs to do business with God, Could, would you slip up just at the end and let some of us just pray with you, even talk with you, even if it's just that you've got questions, And we would really um, love that, we would really love that, thank you for being out tonight, it's good to be in God's presence together. Maybe linger and play it a little bit. We're finished, we're done, and you can you can be moving out as and when
2: you're ready. Yeah.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk